This episode of The Blur Mob contains explicit language. While we want everyone to enjoy the show, sometimes we may say things that are not appropriate for all ages. So, in other words, mom, dad, granny, we cussing. Discretion is advised. King G. Grossite ENT. <laughs> Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Let me, let me pop my shit. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pop my shit. Hands up. What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Blur Mob, your hub for all things black and nerdy. I am your host, Foop, joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Ralph. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming service, make sure you hit that follow button so you can get updates from the mob. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, turn on those bell notifications for future uploads, and share it with a friend. All right, all right. We've made it. Episode 30, the end of season so just to like take a trip down memory lane how are you guys feeling about the end of our third season it felt long <laughs> because of everything we did in yeah. between it definitely it, it definitely was long because like we started season three in like september and that was yeah. March. and then we took we took that break for the holidays mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. yeah but I don't know. I feel like season three was like that season for us, like getting the bigger audience. We did, we're currently doing the Cartoon Network tournament, but we did the Justice League tournament back in the fall. Make all the connections that we've made. You guys have seen all of the collabs that we've done as far as like when we, from September to this point. I I feel like that this was that season and now it's only like up from here. It's like season two, I feel like we was really getting into the groove. Season three was like, all right, we finna make we finna execute some mm-hmm. new ideas and do a good job at it. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited for giving the audience our followers. I keep saying in the audience because Ryan says the audience and now it's just stuck now it's just stuck in my head. But no, I'm I'm with you. I'm looking forward to giving our followers and our fans and the people who listen to us constantly more content. Um, I do want to spin back to our Hogwarts legacy conversation because I did the haunted hog Hogsmeade quest, the exclusive PlayStation quest that you get with Hogwarts legacy. And that shit was creepy as hell. Hmm. <laughs> that shit I didn't was... play it yet. So it's like, they don't make it very obvious that this is the mission is in Hogwarts Legacy, you know, they got random side missions laying around. Hmm. It's going to be one in Hogsmeade where you talk to a house elf. When you talk to that house, when you know when you talk to that house elf, that's the mission. But okay. it's like 30 minutes, and it's creepy as hell, and you don't get no, re- you get the rewards is closed. So if everybody's like, oh, we playing for 30 minutes, I get the level up or I get something cool. No. You get close. But Man. it was hella creepy. Like, I'll give them this. The way they, they advertised it as hella creepy, and it was hella creepy. So I'll give I'll give the developers that. This ain't the Hogwarts Legacy conversation I wanted to have. I wanted y'all to know, for Foop to be a diehard Slytherin, 
Who's oh, gonna serve, listen. Who's nah, going to serve Voldemort? Let me finish. Let me finish. Myself. Let them hear me. Let them hear me. Let them hear me. I'm not let serving them Voldemort. Let, let, let. She wants to be a Death Eater. She want to get the tattoo. Like, she she say she lived that stuff, right? Tell me why she said, mm-mm, Sebastian. You're going a little too far. I don't want to learn to kill No, first. because let me say this. Because I don't want to spoil too much of a game. There was a certain mission where Sebastian goes, he... He turned up a little bit too much for me. And I didn't think the conversation was just going to end like that. I thought I was going to say my piece. Mm-mm. And we was going to continue the conversation and I get to it's, learn the curse. You're I didn't a good know. wizard. You're I a good didn't, wizard. I didn't know. Okay, fine. I'm a good wizard. Fine. Fine. I'm a chaotic neutral wizard because what happened during that mission was Law uncalled for. Lawful for good. It was uncalled for. <laughs> It was very uncalled for, and I just had to let him know. I let I had to let him know wow. that that was uncalled for, but that didn't mean I didn't want to learn the spell. <laughs> so I had to go back. I had to go back to my save uh, file from three hours ago, replay all of the missions that I just played, and then go back and tell him that yeah, you should have did yeah. that, so he could teach me the curse. That was so crazy to me. Y'all, she called me saying, oh my gosh, this mission from Sebastian was cold. I was like, yeah, did you learn the killing curse? What you talking about? <laughs> what, oh, <laughs> she like, every, like everything I no clicked. Curse. <laughs> like everything clicked. Like everything clicked. Because I was in shock because of what happened. And I had had to call Ron and I was like, yeah, Ron, this man going off the rails. Like the, the stuff that you said in episode 29 is like, <laughs> hey, it's making sense. They're hidden now. It's hidden. And then as we're having the conversation, you know how your gears get turning and everything just starts clicking and you have that blinding realization. I was like, so I can't learn it. So I missed the chance to learn it. <laughs> and if you deny learning the killing curse. You cannot learn it. There's no other opportunity for you to learn it in the game. That's it. Nope. If you if you tell him no, that's it. You're not learning it. It's okay. You can be a good wizard. You said what? (laughs) I said you really had the moment of, oh, yeah, that test was easy, man. Oh, yeah. Did you look at the back? The back? Yeah. The back? Yeah. That was that moment. No, this this was the moment. Hey, that test was pretty easy. And you get the, you get the grades back. What you make? A 92, you flip yours over, you made a 25. <laughs> look, look, bro. I was giving me a Philly cheese steak, bro, and all I could do was laugh in that restaurant and food the entire time. That I was, was like, so look, bro, crazy. I understand. I wanted, I wanted to sling my PS5 across the room. Like, I just had to, to step away. I had to step away. I was so upset. I was so like upset. That. But this is for anybody who's not finished with Hogwarts Legacy. Please take my advice. Support Sebastian. Hashtag no, support no. Sebastian. That's, that's not the case. I ain't support him. I egged him on. But I was behind his back the entire time. But, like, yeah, Sebastian's but, but crazy. This, but the choices, I don't know what he talking about. The choices <laughs> that you have to make to learn the courses, you have to support his decisions. Look, y'all, uh, Ralph, how, how far have you made it in the game? I haven't made it to that point yet. <laughs> Listen. Have you learned any of the curses? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'll say this. When you learn some of them, I was not the person who was like, yeah, cast it on me. I'm going to see how I feel. No, 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 no. Teach it to me. I'm going to cast <laughs> it on you. <laughs> I want to see. I, I let him cast it on me. I want to see what he did. <laughs> oh, that jump went from 100 to zero. <laughs> 
Oh my god! I wanted, I wanted to see what he and it did, it did it, it did what it. Was, what was that song by Rihanna? Chains and whips excite me. I bet you felt that. <laughs> Curses and crucials excite me. Hey, look, not me. But while we talking about Hogwarts and Ralph put on his Hufflepuff beanie, we have to talk about Ham. You, we have to. Ham, you stand up. Stand up! Please put that down. Put that- oh my god! What is this? What was that? Was that stroll? I saw some Ravenclaw girls doing I on TikTok. Say, I would say that I love our community for the fact that we can take anything and turn it into ours, whether it's a good thing, a bad thing. Like an example of a bad thing is when everybody thought World War Three was about to happen, and the yeah. jokes were crazy that were on black twitter that day were hilarious but the ham you uh propaganda i don't want to call it propaganda but the whole ham you situation Uh, uh, is hilarious they got magic majorettes we got the strolls we We got slytherin got got the littest house like fraternities sororities house parties they got the majorettes dancing halftime on the quidditch pitch Hey, I go to him. You, I go cat. Hogwarts Agriculture Multicultural Museum, whatever they called it. Like, like it's a whole website. If you haven't seen the website, just search him. You, a whole no. website. Like welcome letter, clothes, website, paraphernalia. Yeah. What so you say, I Ralph? Went through the website and it's myhamu.com. <laughs> they have an acceptance letter that you can download, and they have a supplies list. What's on the supply list? I I didn't I didn't look too deep because I was like, bro, this is this is a lot. He so saw that supply to, list and said, "Y'all taking it too far." They got a, <laughs> they got a whole PDF. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, and you can What's make a it? donation. Who do who donates to it? What what would the donation do? So I, here I the supp- that's what I'm curious about too. <laughs> they said it's supposed to support the website and keep it up and keep it running. Oh. Here's the supply list. You get your one standard size cauldron, spell book, standard book of spells, history of magic, magical theory, beginner's guide to transfiguration, parchment, quills, ink, ropes, telescope, owl or cat. Hey. Seems legit. Whoever made this list is a legit Harry Potter fan. Yeah. Seems legit. Hey. I just I just have to say the TikToks have been hilarious. Absolutely. Absolutely crazy. I just. So, what's up, what's Ralph? Crazy, what's crazy is they they're selling the same cloaks that we got. They're running for one sixty five on their website. On Universal's website? No, no, no. The Ham U website. Yeah, the Ham U website. You think they reselling? Or do it you look th- like they add a few more things to theirs? It could well, be pos- It could be possible that those are links to other websites. And and you know our roles. There's different types of um Harry Potter words that you can get from different companies, Party mm-hmm. City, and etc. It's not just Universal's Wizarding World branded robes. No, that's what they, I was, similar. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They could have like, because when you make websites, you know, you can do links to other pages and stuff like that. So that's that yeah. could be what that is. It like, looked legit. Got, yeah, the sweatshirt seventy. I was like, mm, for that price. Never sleep they, on melanin they, magic. Now that 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 was that was a nice that's a nice. One. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. As long as y'all not out here selling merch with any with Hogwarts on it, with 
all any of the sigils, y'all straight because y'all gonna get sued. <laughs> oh, J.K. Rowling gonna get her money if y'all don't do right. Y'all hey, man. listen, write ham you all over the shirt if you want to, but don't put Hogwarts, don't put them sigils, don't put them houses, don't put the actual house names on there. Listen, that shirt better say Yellow Badger sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it actually blue, does. Blue, green blue, snake. Green blue snake. Eagle squ- Blue Eagle Squad. Red line. (laughs) (laughs) Customized red line jersey. Listen. Man. That was funny, though. Them TikToks, them strolls. That was funny. The fights, the when they was doing it, when they was acting like they got the fighting at the Slytherin party. (laughs) Yeah. And all of us agree that we don't mess with Gryffindor. All of us? Cool. Yeah. That's fine. Cool. That's that's fine with me, because I... I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I'm in the Lita's house. House parties every night. Come see me. Come see me. Ra- Ravenclaw, we got the potions. Hufflepuff, they got that. They got the green. That puff? That puff? They got the puff? They put the puff in Hufflepuff. You know what's crazy and something I realized? Hufflepuff's layer is in the cellar, and that's where they have all the wine. So we really no, they need next, supply they all next, the alcohol. No, they y- next y'all to the right food. Next to y'all the right food. next to the kitchen. Exactly. Y'all supply all the That's food. That's even better. So, so, so you got the infused food, you know, <laughs> that magically enhanced food. Y'all right by the kitchen. Y'all do y'all thing and go eat. Exactly. Y'all go steal snacks and shit. <laughs> Instead of taking a walk outside, we gonna go down. To go down. To- right. Skip, skip lunchtime. I'm right by there the kitchen. We- there we go. Get one of them house elves, get cool with one of them house elves, and they start oh, sliding yeah. you plates. <laughs> <laughs> one of they got hey. one of the house elves selling fish plates by the kitchen. Ooh, fish fry, fish and spaghetti, southern style. Oh <laughs> man. Think think about being in the great hall and they wave they wand and fish and spaghetti plates. <laughs> I'm getting it. Forget the freshman fifteen you get in college. I'm getting a Hogwarts thirty. Man, but crazy. the spells though, like just get rid of it. Like imagine all of the magic that you can do. Like I could, you can catch charms on yourself where you look like buff and you get done. And you just, <laughs> I'll be, I'll catch calorie burno or something on me. Get rid of this. Man, listen. Think about <laughs> think about burno. the hair. Think about the 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 hair products or like the whole black hairstyle type thing with magic like think of the hairstyles we could have if we could just do this dreadlocks gonna be ralph dreads can grow ralph dreads can grow overnight real talk (laughs) he 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 buying potions from ravenclaw this some dread grow just drink this dread grow grow. (laughs) just drink this go to sleep and when you wake up if you want them to be like right here you just take this much if you want them to be like rastafarian you gotta drink the whole bottle (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> if they turn into a snake, a snake, it's okay. Just go sit in the sun for a few minutes. They are gonna turn hard. I don't there we go. go. Hard lock, so <laughs> you'll be all right. You'll be fine. Magic <laughs> is a learning experience. Hey, Ralph turned into an animagus, and all his he a snake, but his dreads are like real snake, snake like. I'm wreaking havoc on Ravenclaw. Oh man, the Ooh, amount of that. things that we could do. But um, let's let's get into the first topic of the day. I want to go ahead and wrap this up. We finna wrap this up with a bow. 
put a final end to it. The Attack on Titan special and the Demon Slayer special dropped on the same day. I've seen both, and now we and we've we've talked all the shit. You didn't see Demon Slayer? Nah, it was sold out. That was the most pissed off thing that was for my birthday. The fact that it was sold out everywhere near me. You didn't see it after that? Like after the third? Shout out shout out to my boy Demon Slayer. I had to work. It's, I got I got stuff coming up. I got a trip. I saw that jump Monday. You know? Like afterward, I hit that seven o'clock. It was me, my homeboy, and one other random dude in the theater. It was three of us on a Monday night watching Demon Slayer. I saw it the day of release. I ain't even gonna cap to y'all. I wanted to see it the day of release. But I guess just not to say since Ralph gotta wait till April 9th, we're not gonna do too much on the Demon Slayer conversation. But let's go ahead and hop on Attack on Titan. Cause I know Ralph seen that because I watched it with him. <laughs> that <laughs> twice. <laughs> I I ain't gonna lie, that should have been in theaters. Man, you yes. took the words out of my mouth. I was like, I'm finna be decisive. Attack the Attack on Titan one hour special should have been in theaters. And Demon Slayer should have just dropped April 9th like they said they was. Mm-hmm. Because that Attack on Titan special pulled Bruh. at my heartstrings, had me on the edge of my seat. I did not want to breathe. And listen, bro, it was so many moments, but one moment that ain't that ain't getting enough shine for me. That ain't getting enough shine for me. I know we're gonna talk about Hunji, but when the mute when the soundtrack started soundtracking. When the Beast Titan popped up, and you saw all of them rushing to him, my whole that, mouth when they was hopped just, out the yeah. when they dropped out the plane. Let me let me say this because Reiner got some points from me. Him being the one to confront Zeke when he mm-hmm. bit himself and he came out the smoke and just went straight for Zeke. I said, "You get points from me. Get points. You get points from me because that was cold. That whole Armin." Went to work. Mikasa, yep. I know Mikasa's gonna go to work. I Everybody's yep. gonna go to work. It's, ugh. Bro, mm. hap, my mouth dropped, and it wasn't, like, purposeful. I just realized, like, I, I was like, ooh. Oh, shit, let me fix myself. <laughs> like, the like, entire time, bro. It, it was, what, what, what Ron said, when the soundtrack started soundtracking, they got to work. Levi now, pulled up on the scene. Levi said, y'all not leaving me. And I felt him on that. <laughs> he held that little his weapon. He said, "I only need two fingers. He said, I'm gonna go hard." All I need. I was like, "Okay, let's get it then." Bro, up with what six fingers, seven fingers? But, well, no, no missing eye, six fingers, no, no rib stitches, cage, stitches everywhere, everywhere, ready to fight. But that Hanji scene, bro. I be Hanji. I had to do a salute on that. I had to I do a salute. <laughs> I had to. I had. I'm dead serious. I sat in my bed, in my bed, and did the salute because, like, she did. She did her thing against all them colossal titans. She took down a lot of them. Had them tripping over each other. Mm-hmm. Like that one that slid. <laughs> <laughs> that right there is what got me. That was so funny. And the memes that came after that, I was like, I know Aaron and Bears. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Hanji taking her bow out, and, like, even at the end, 
her still being fascinated with the Titans, like, you know, in her last moments, she was still Hanji. And I was like, you know what? She did her thing. And, like, when her cape started catching on fire, I was like, this is not going to end well. And they kept focusing in on the ODM gear, like, heating up. And I was like, yeah, it's a wrap. She finna blow up. And when she mm-hmm. did, it was just like, damn. And it, it was, uh, the icing on the cake was that we got to wake up, see her wake up in the afterlife. That was that sad, was, too. That was but the icing it, on the cake right there. It was sad, but it was also like, you know, I'm glad, you know, you with your homies. You made it. You made yeah, it, it was bittersweet. And yeah. when uh, Aaron was like, you know, you fulfilled your purpose. And it was just like, and that, and that shook me up. And I was like, because mm-hmm. they made it. They on the way. You you did what you you did what you came to do. Aaron Aaron bringing him to that little what's it called the astral field? I don't know what they call that little zone where he talks to um. His I forgot people. what that place is called. And I don't they remember. they were yelling at him. Aaron, talk to us. Ain't no talking. Y'all he got said, free will. He you want to stop me? Fight me. <laughs> come meet me. He said, "If y'all wanted to stop, y'all gonna have to kill me." And he and then they was like, "Why you even bring us here to let y'all know that there's nothing to talk about?" That yeah. that is a troll. I want he said, smoke. Like he said, you got free will, just like me. I do what I want to do, and you do you. Like, I think Aaron's whole thing is just like you know, I have to cause this destruction. It's like it's written. It's already written in the pages. Mm-hmm. If y'all y'all have to stop me, like at this point, y'all have to stop. Man. And like Annie asking Mikasa for the second time, you know, like when it comes down to it, are you gonna kill Aaron? And you know, she don't want to answer him. And I was like, it's gonna have to be you. You are the. It's gonna have to be you. Yeah. Like it's it's written like it's all it's already setting up that it's gonna have to be you. You're gonna have to put them feelings aside, and you're gonna have to be the Mikasa that we didn't watch you for these past four seasons. You already right, took that so scarf tough. off. Oh, the way she killed Flock, though? <laughs> that was... Mm. Quick. Straight to the throat. Straight to the point. Like, she didn't even roll up on it. She stuck that thing in his throat. I was like, ooh. <laughs> but... but I, I don't know. Mika said talking about bringing Aaron home and stuff, and... It's because they've grown up together. It's it's like if you was Aaron, Ralph, and you, you know, you do the rumbling. Me and Ryan just ain't gonna be like, yeah, let's go kill him. It's like, because you are a boy. We didn't grow up with you. I'm evacuating. I ain't even in the fight. <laughs> I'm pulling. Okay. What did the female Titan do? I said, my boy Ralph gave me free reign. I got free will. Listen, I'm out. Listen, okay. I'm out. Okay. Do what you fine, want. Fine. Fine. Listen. So Ryan out of play. Don't worry about Ryan. Let's X him out. But I'm <laughs> I'm just saying if I was in Mikasa's position, I feel where she coming from. Like you my boy. We didn't grew up together. Like you was my second family. Like you took me in like after these people that came in and killed my whole family. Like I know I it's like I know you. So like if there's any way that I can bring you back without like killing you, then I'm gonna do that. Yeah. But at this point, you're gonna have to kill him. He didn't already said it. If you wanna stop me, you have to kill me. So all that talking, all that rah rah, everything that y'all thought y'all was gonna do, just throw that out the window. Cause he didn't already told y'all. 
I'm going to that plane. I'm like, oh, you said you said Paradise Good, bro? Yeah. All right. They not Tell coming towards no the more. island? All right. I'm taking all, all right. the gear off. <laughs> I'll like, back in the box. Just a heads up. You know they coming after you, right? Yeah. All right. My, my boy. All right. I want them to. Okay. Whatever you, you want. Whatever you, you want. I would mm. not argue. Whatever you want. <laughs> Free will. All that. All that. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want, Ralph. But uh, yeah. I had one more thing I wanted to talk about for Attack on Titan. Oh, after the special, they did announce that the rest of the season is coming fall 2023. So, we just got to wait and see. But this was a good, this was a good start. This was a good start. It was. Yeah, it was. After all the shit we talked, this was a good start. Shout out it to Mappa. If Flock can wait that long on the side of that ship to jump out and shoot three shots and die, <laughs> y'all we can wait to, the, hey, to see the final. He is determined. That is a level of determination I will never have. You held onto the boat underwater for how long? Hungry, tired, thirsty. You was already bleeding. What? Not me. Couldn't be me. Hey, he was Not determined. I wasn't my, for war. My quick three seconds on Demon Slayer is after we did get past um, season two. Season three, episode one is nice. The animation is still lovely. I love the way that they are animating the Infinity Castle. That was some superb. And I like that's for the, the people food. for the people who have read the manga. That Infinity Castle art is going to be lovely. Just because of how they've animated it in Season 3, and if their goal is to continue advancing this animation and pushing the limits, when we get to that arc, it's going to be disgusting. I just want to let everybody know. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> <laughs> that, it, all I could sit there and do was like, this looks beautiful. I know the story, but being able to digest it in this way, man, I'm excited for Season 3. They could have kept this out of theaters, but I'm they excited could've. for season four. And I've been seeing a lot of, like, I've been seeing some back and forth on Twitter about the expectations of it. So, there's a lot of people who are upset because they weren't expecting the... The movie is not a movie. Let me put that out there. The movie is not a movie. It's, it's three episodes, it's and they are not ep- cropped. They, they ain't are edited. Not, it's not edited to be a seamless transition between the three. It's intro, episode, outro. Intro, episode, outro. Intro, episode, outro. That's what it is. So you basically sitting in the movie theater to watch TV. And some people were upset at that. And the counter argument was that this is what they specifically said it was. I read the same statement. It said they were tagging on episode 11 and episode 12 to episode one of season three. I don't think anybody was expecting y'all to literally keep the intros in the outros in the episode for the transitions. Why am I watching credits? And I'm that, like, was, that was tacky. I'm not going to lie. That so was tacky. My thing is, is that I understand what y'all said, but have some decorum, please. Yeah, at that point, <laughs> you're just doing bad video editing. It, it wasn't it, any video editing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here, here's here, 
Here's what they did, Ralph. They said, ooh, episode one of the new season is edited? Cool. How, are, do we need to modify the other ones? Change? No, 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 no. Copy. Paste. Co- co- where's 12? Copy. Paste. Add season three. Boom. There we go. Like, Put my, it in theaters. My whole thing is have some decorum, please. Like, like you know the part of the episode of episode 11, Ralph, where mm-hmm. um there was the big boom. We don't know what's happening. It's raining, and this is before the dude walk up to Tundra and say, aren't you going to protect your sister? They did that whole entire end of the episode where they sit there and wait for the fire to go down. Transition to no new episode where it happens all over again. The fire burning. We found out Nezuko actually saved um, Tundra. And it's like, woo! Now we're where we need to be at. And it was so tacky. Yeah, they did, so uh, they did a full season one through Mugen Train recap. Yeah. And went into episode 11. Went, outro, intro to episode 12. Episode, outro, season three, episode one with intro and outro. And you know, I'm glad I didn't see it. I can't say that. Here's the thing even though I already knew what it was going into it, the reason I wanted to see it is also because I wanted to be a part of the hype because that is part of the experience, Mm -hmm. like in the anime community, like seeing a new episode come out, seeing the folks talking about it. Because if you didn't see it, you're probably going to get spoiled. And I already read the manga, so I spoiled myself in a way, but like that's why I went to go see it. I want to go see it for the same reason because I just it's it's something it's something inside that like you have I have to see it like I have to, I can't wait I waited till Monday of course I didn't go see it on Friday like Ryan did but I just want I wanted to see it and you know I'm not mad about it like I knew what it was going in my only gripe is why y'all keep the intros and the outros <laughs> That's my yeah. only. That's my only thing. Like this could have been such a shorter film. It it could have been like y'all could have made that seamless transition. It's not like y'all don't already have the material. <coughs> but I guess I digress. Like this is just for the fans. Like arguably, this is not for the people who casually watch Demon Slayer. This is for the people who are fans of Demon Slayer. They want everything that is Demon Slayer. They want to see what's coming up next and talk about it. That's This was for them. But my whole thing is is that even after that, I haven't seen anything as far as Demon Slayer. My whole TL has been Attack on Titan since yeah, last week. That's because Attack on Titan showed out. We couldn't predict that. <laughs> my whole TL has been Attack on Titan since last week. We know that was going to happen. If I knew Attack on Titan was going to be big, this big, like everybody was really going to be talking about it, I would have probably waited to see the Demon Imagine Slayer Imagine that being a cinematic experience, though. Jesus Christ. Well, that would have been... I would have oh cried. My God. The scene of the kids getting crushed. The beginning. The hey, beginning. Yo. The beginning. The beginning of it was... was and they was getting... They was getting walked on. They was, <laughs> and you saw their whole school... Hey, that animation, look, Papa, I'm sorry, but I I understand what you had to sacrifice, but the animation was top tier. (laughs) Yo, once MAP employees, when your kids see what you guys have accomplished, they'll understand. I hope they They will understand. What Thanos said, I hope they (laughs) They'll understand. But oh man. Um but I'm I'm excited for both. Um Demon Slayer season three drops April 9th, twenty twenty three. Um, so I'm definitely excited for that. And then whenever yeah. Attack on Titan decides to hit the scene again, I'm it yeah. Let's go. Let's go. 
Now, I wonder would they even go back and try to put it in a movie series? Maybe some years from now. Like, if Attack on Titan has that kind of hype that Naruto still has. At the, I mean, Attack on Titan still has the hype that Naruto has in this point. Because Attack on Titan came out in 2013. Yeah. So, they they could I've they they could if they really if they really want to you know keep that money coming in keep Attack on Titan still on the list of animes you know they'll pull out I'm sure they'll pull out something. To my knowledge, Attack on Titan had some spinoff manga. I can't remember if there was like a I think there was like prequel series. So they got material if they wanted to bring something back. I, if I remember correctly. Like, the regular manga is, like, an orangish, tannish color, and the other series was, like, gray, because I've seen a few manga collection videos. Mm-hmm. So, they got content. We'll, we'll have to see. They might. They should have put this in theaters. That was yeah. a, listen. That if, was it. If they missed the bag, they, the this was the bag. They missed it. And they dropped it. Like, because yeah. I would have saw that joint twice. <laughs> <laughs> I would have saw that joint twice. <laughs> And they didn't put no intro at the beginning. They went straight to it. No straight recap. It. No recap. You no know what intro. you right. They you went right. straight into it. I didn't even recognize that they went. You right. It was straight action. Straight action. And the first thirty, I was so captivated by the first thirty minutes. I didn't even realize thirty minutes had went by, and I was like, "Listen, listen." <laughs> and that was chapter one. But let's move on to our next topic. So just honing on in on the great things coming in 2023. I This is the year for fighting games. The announcements have been coming in heavy. And yes. it's about to start looking nasty out here. And we got Mortal Kombat 12, Tekken 8, Street Fighter 6, and just announced Dragon Ball Budokai Tenkaichi 4. Bro, we've waited like fifteen years for another Budokai Tenkaichi. Okay. I ain't played, I ain't played. Thank you, Ralph. I ain't played a Dragon Ball fighting game since Budokai Tenkaichi because the other one sucked to me. I'm excited for the Dragon Ball fans because we since eat. since the anime hype has been so big, like everybody's making games. They have Demon Slayer games, One Piece. We already know about Naruto. Adding that back into the fold and that being such a big franchise i'm excited for all the dbz fans i'm excited food honestly i feel like you should test it out because budokai tenkaichi that that was the game that was the game everybody argued about two and th- two and three being the, which one's the best i actually enjoyed one a lot mm-hmm. and enjoyed two and three it that that was the dragon ball game the dragon ball game and all we missing even... is soul caliber now i'm i'm waiting on that I'm waiting on that announcement. If Soul Calibur says they dropping it, because what was the last one? Six? Was the last one six? Uh, yeah, the one that had yeah. Geralt in it that we was playing in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, that was the last one. If we see an announcement saying Soul Calibur 7 is coming out, it's, listen. So help me God. I'm getting all of them. And the tournament, I'm getting everything. The tournament is going to be so nasty. We're going to have to start streaming for real. Y'all think I'm playing, but we are going to have to start look, streaming for real. We we, <laughs> we finna connect all our computers to StreamYard and, and put our competitions on Twitch. Look, listen. You think this is a game, but we're going to have to put Ralph in the overdrive to show us how to do this Twitch. Yeah. 
<laughs> be like, hey, Ralph, how, how I connect my Xbox to the computer, bro? Just Listen, show me what to we do. Gonna have, we going to have a whole tutorial session. Got to build me a game and PC and a everything to Z. for this. A to Z. But. Honestly. Ooh. I mean, Budokai, just to even go back, because I saw an argument on, on Twitter, I believe, about somebody saying um, Naruto's Ultimate Ninja Storm. Yeah. Ultimate Ninja Storm is better than Buddha, Budokai Tenkaichi, but Budokai Ten, Tenkaichi walked, so Naruto could actually run as far as the game. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't like that people compare different generations, because if you want to compare different generations, the Naruto games that was coming around, out around that time was like on GameCube and PS2, and I was like Clash of Ninja. Mm-hmm. And I used to play those. But after that, I stopped playing Arthur games. Ninja Storm was not that fun to me. Mm-hmm. I think these folks capping because that's like you saying that's like you saying Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is better than um Super Smash Bros. N sixty four, bro. That's generations back years yeah. ago. Of course, it's gonna be better. Like it that, should. It should be better. It should have yeah. been better. I think they were comparing uh, the first Budokai and Ninja Storm four. What didn't the first Budokai Tenkaichi Bu- come out on Wii though? Which one came yeah. out on Wii? No, Budokai Tenkaichi was um that was PlayStation Two days, mm-hmm. and then yeah. I think before Budokai Tenkaichi it was just Dragon Ball Z Budokai. Budokai Tenkaichi was a spinoff, and Budokai, if I remember, was like on PS One. Which I one came out on? Myself. Which one of them came out on Wii? That was either two or three when they started dropping on Wii. Okay, but didn't Ninja didn't Naruto like start? Getting big like PS3, PS4 though. Yeah, I think that was um Ninja Storm Four, right? Yeah, that, I think that's the version. So of course it's gonna be better. It was on a damn PS4. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like o- OG Dragon Ball Z Budokai, not even the Ten Kaichi came out like 2002, bro. And then it was coming out year after year. Two came out in three, 2003. Budokai three came out 2004. Then you got Budokai Ten Kaichi and let, all the other ones. Let me just say this: I want to see the talk. I want to see the talk when the game drops because mm-hmm. they're right. re- they're make they're re-releasing one of the Naruto Ninja Storms. They're combining Naruto and Boruto into one game. So they okay. got announced, and then Dragon Ball got announced. So if we want to make any comparisons, compare them to. And and here's my thing because it's like the games are for the anime fans to a degree, mm-hmm. but it's fighting games. I've never cared for most of these anime-based video games. They, most they, of them ain't yeah. fun, in my opinion. Like, the Demon's Souls is basic, in my opinion. The, I played the My Hero one. The My Hero one is pretty decent. I didn't play either one. I, I've I only didn't. played the My Hero one because my roommate got it. Okay. And, I, and I played it because I haven't played, like, any of the anime fighting games before. And it was decent. It's, I, it, it, it is a different style. Because if you look at the way that Tekken, Mortal Kombat... Street Fighter and Soul Calibur made it's a certain style. All of them are unique in their own way, but there's a certain style that they all fit into that feels familiar for a fighting game. But then you get into these anime fighting games, and their style is completely different from that of Mortal Kombat. So that's what gets it its uniqueness. But then sometimes the gameplay isn't there either. It's, they all feel like to me, and this ain't just bagging on them and the developers. They just feel too arcadey. Like Soul Calibur is a game like we was playing it. I could play for months, 
the ninja, the Naruto games, the Demon Slayer games. If my homie got them, I'll play them for like that day. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, bro, nothing about this made me want to come back to it. I'll just watch the anime or read the manga. That's how it, because I enjoy the franchise in that way. Yeah. I definitely was not expecting all of these announcements to come out <laughs> in 2023, though. I this wasn't. <laughs> the Mortal Kombat, so Tekken 8 and Street Fighter 6, we already knew about. I We knew about Tekken 8 back in 2022. And, and we knew beautiful. about and we knew about Street Fighter Six early 2022. Yeah, Mortal Kombat got leaked on accident. That wasn't a, a formal announcement, but the fact my thing for Mortal Kombat is how are they going to do the story and how are they going to up the gameplay from Eleven? Because the <laughs> gameplay in Eleven, to me, is beautiful. I love Eleven. So how do you take what is done in 11 and up that for 12? Also, now that Luke Kang is basically a god and he restarted time again, just like what happened in Mortal Kombat Armageddon, which is where we got, what, 9, 10, and 11? Yeah. I, I, I'm interested to see how the story's going to play out now. That, too. And my other thing for Tekken, I wonder if... I'm not sure where the storyline is going. I'm hoping that... You know, they come out with another season of Tekken Bloodline to accommodate the promotion for Tekken 8. Because that was cold, too. If they wanted to get, like, more people into the Tekken franchise, I definitely think they should hone in on Tekken Bloodline. Yeah, and to even yeah. get back on your point, Brian, um, since since the entire timeline is reset, they can really make it anything they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they can throw, they can throw all the characters that they previously had from all the Mortal Kombat's into this one game now. without DLC, like without just DLCs. off rip. You can yeah. get everybody off rip. The only the only thing I'll say, like my little gripe, because we said this on the episode before, this would have also been a great opportunity to do DC Universe versus Mortal Kombat or Injustice yeah. v Mortal Kombat. I think they should saying. Did, I think they should have did Injustice. V Mortal Kombat. But I'll but here's my counterpoint and my counter question. My counterpoint is I think announcing Mortal Kombat 12 would have got better reception than announcing Injustice 3. So it's like if this if Spectrum high low Mortal Kombat 12 announcement is here. Mortal Kombat V Injustice is here and then Injustice 3 is like down here. I don't think the hype, like as far as like all of the fighting games that are dropping this year, I feel like Mortal yeah. Kombat 12 was a better way to go than announcing Injustice 3. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm just old, but I would have loved a Mortal Kombat versus Injustice game. I feel you. I, I feel you I 100%. It. It's, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, that was like what, 2007? 8? 5? My, my thing is, is that Mortal Kombat 11 is still getting hype. Like, I said this in a previous episode, is that they're still doing MK11 tournaments. I have seen yeah. nothing about Injustice 2 or any like any of that. Like, even though they share characters sometimes through DLC, like, Mortal yeah. Kombat always has that hype. And if, and if NetherRealm wanted to put something up against Tekken 8 Street Fighter and Street Fighter 6, it was going to have to be Mortal Kombat. It was going to have to be Mortal Kombat. 
I'll give you that. I, it's like I'm not disagreeing. It's just if I had to be personal. If you like, because we yeah, I feel. If you. I had my if I had my dreams, one I would have replaced Street Fighter with um Soul Calibur, just me, and Mortal Kombat 12. I would have been like, let's make this Mortal Kombat versus Injustice or DC Universe, whichever they choose to name it after. I think it's because Tekken 8. I'll, I'll say this. I think yeah. it had to be Mortal Kombat 12 because of Tekken. I think it had to because of Tekken. If Tekken 8 had not been announced, they may have slid with a Mortal Kombat versus Injustice just so to have something to go with Street Fighter 6. But I think because Tekken announced and Tekken looks damn good, <laughs> yeah, they had to do Mortal Kombat. I'll, I'll also say since DC's like, I don't want to say reputation is kind of low with the live action cinema cinemas. Eh. They got to build that back up. They got, they yeah. got some other shit to worry about. <laughs> like, Making another Injustice game. Like if in three years everybody got a more positive reception to DC, you, we might see something then because then it helps out the franchise. Yeah. Right. So. And plus the company Bandai Namco, they getting two bags from this. They getting two deep Because Street Fighter and Tekken, right? No, because Tekken 8 and DBZ. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. I thought Street well, Fighter was with Namco. No. What was Street Fine. Fighter with? Is that Capcom? Yeah, Capcom. Yeah. Okay. Japanese publishers, they Nam- they, they eat her. Tekken 8 and, and the Dragon Ball. Hey, listen, do what you they do. They eat her. The other thing I just thought about of why they probably didn't announce Injustice 3 is because the DC Studios thing, remember James Gunn said that his whole universe is going to tie in with video games as well. Mm-hmm. And the storyline that they have been telling for Injustice 2 um, probably doesn't fit into that. The other thing is that there is no Injustice 3. So as far as like comics books goes, y'all already know Injustice. Oh, yeah, have, you're right. They have Injustice 2. There is no Injustice 3. So even if they made a game, yeah, it wouldn't even be Mortal Kombat versus Injustice. It will be Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. But now that the DC universe is being reshaped, yeah, huh? So that that could be another reason of that this oh. whole DCU restructure. You know, some of the games that we did have planned, we have to shelve those until they get their shit together. Yeah, we yeah. Would likely see some more titles uh, from them later time. I agree. I'll, I'm excited. I I, to... I'm excited. I'm free. They finna take hurt. my wallet. Just take my wallet. <laughs> Let's take my wallet. I'm gonna be real though. I'm gonna be real though. I'm gonna be real though. Compared to the other stuff we've been buying lately, video games seem a little bit cheap now. Cause I'm like, I still want these Pokeballs from one company, and it's like four of them out now. Yeah, and that's four hundred dollars. dollars. We talk about video games like they expensive. That's eight video games. <laughs> and I gotta get them hey, at some point. <laughs> I gotta get them. I. I'm grateful that I have a job that supports my lifestyle. That's the only thing I can say. Oh, <laughs> Who you telling? That's the only thing I'm, I can say. I'm glad I have a job that's going to support my lifestyle. Look, I'm going to slow down buying manga only because um, Naruto Box at 1 finally restocked, so I got all my big three now. Now I can slow down and do the other stuff again. Do it take care of your priorities? Yeah, my <laughs> yeah, the Pokeballs are my priority. Pokeball replicas are my priority. You're right. There we go. <laughs> Oh man, but I want to move priority. Right. That do it again, Ralph. Priorities. Priorities. My bills ain't never stopped being paid. That's all I can say. Hey, listen, <laughs> but 
But I want to talk about some more video game news. We're about to step into some business talk right quick. So Microsoft has made two announcements in the past month that they are bringing Call of Duty and um, other Xbox games to some additional platforms. They have made a 10-year deal with Nintendo as well as Nivea. Um, As far as Nintendo, where is it? What? NVIDIA. <laughs> NVIDIA. That's what it. That's how yeah. you say it. Yeah. What Nvidia. you? You said Nivea. I said Nivea. I said Nivea. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Listen, this is the same guy who tried to who said Voluma for another V name, trying to laugh at me. Listen. We were both laughing at you, so you're gonna come against me. That's crazy. You, you see that? You was the you was the easiest. No, I'm just kidding. All right, all right. keep going, Nvidia. Yeah, no, like it's, it's it's Nvidia. That's that's how you say it. Anyways, yes. Nvidia. <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. That's what it looked like to me. But anyways, to get to the facts. So, where is my stuff about Nintendo? So, they made a ten year deal with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty. Um, they didn't specify if it was gonna be Switch. They just said Nintendo players, but obviously it's gonna be Switch. Um, and then for NVIDIA, they are bringing, um, doo-doo-doo, where is it? They're bringing, uh, some Xbox games. I think they're Xbox Online or, like, Game Pass to NVIDIA. Yeah. And they, the secondary statement was, if the Activision Blizzard deal goes through, then those games will also be available on the cloud servers, which, of course, uh, includes Call of Duty. The speculation, which probably isn't a huge speculation, is that they are making all of these deals to show the different, it was the regulators. So, one, they did this for the European Union regulators who are trying to block the deal because they don't want Microsoft to monopolize. Bad information. Bad information. That, that does not want the deal to go through. It's still Sony that does not want the deal to go no, through. No, I got is... it right here. It says that Microsoft will argue its case with EU regulators to allow yes. its 69 billion acquisition of Call of Duty to proceed. They got to yeah, talk to... EU does not care whether it goes through or not. They're just like, you can do it. It's 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 Sony that is saying, mm, which is why we've been seeing a lot of Sony back push. What I saw... About them saying, what I saw... Hey, we don't want it to go through. What I saw is the EU, the US, and the UK, and I, and Sony. No, I I'm definitely leaning. It's more so the Fed because when you um when you look at how they treat different industries outside of just gaming, usually when companies monopolize, there are at least three, at least five big ones. If you go into your grocery stores, there's like five companies that make everything. Look at how big Kraft and all these other companies really, really are. And all your juices and sodas come from two companies. Yeah. Most, com- most, f- the feds do not want companies to merge that much. And if Xbox acquires Activision, they will essentially own like over 33% of the gaming industry at that point. Right. And that's too huge. Sony, so- that is. Sony, yeah, it's yeah, Sony messes is up our competition. It. Sony is against yeah, it, but Sony those but those it. aren't the people who but are blocking it. They have to the plead, they have to plead a case to the European Union and the US in the UK for this to go through. They are doing these deals in the hopes 
that this is going to alleviate some of the issues that they have with this purchase. Because Microsoft they, is essentially and, trying to say this is not a monopoly. Everybody eats. This strengthens the economy. It doesn't prevent competition. Exactly. They are they're hoping, trying to argue that they're not doing that. Right. And they're hoping that by doing these deals with Nintendo and NVIDIA is that Sony is also going to fall in line. I don't think Sony's going to fall in line. I don't think they're going to fall in line either. <laughs> they're not. But they're, they're I'm very saying, heavy of not doing this. But it's not just... They're not doing these deals with Nintendo and NVIDIA because Sony... Like, they could do those two deals with both of those companies and say, F Sony, if they wanted to. And I think they want to. But because the EU, the US, and the UK, like Ryan said, because the feds have an issue, yeah, they have you to see, make something shake. Microsoft is just fighting for their life to say, we're not a huge monopoly. We're not stifling competition. There's still so much competition because, money to go around. Because what initially happened when we talked about this last year, and it came out that Microsoft and Sony had made a deal to keep Call of Duty to come out on PlayStation. Apparently, the deal was inadequate and Sony didn't like the terms of the agreement. So that's why they still are having issues with this purchase. Because yeah. the deal that Microsoft tried to give them, they didn't like. But, I mean, this is their final year. So this is their final year to either get it together. Uh, so instead of so instead of begging Sony to take the deal, let's drop Call of Duty on Nintendo, and let's give some Xbox title Xbox titles to Nvidia. And if this deal goes through, guess what? You also get Call of Duty. Sony might as well bring back their Killzone franchise, but at the same time, Sony ain't Activision is big. Like, but Microsoft ain't getting any new stuff. They getting the stuff that's already well-known. Sony still has the capability of making new stuff, and that's coming from an Xbox fan. Sony ain't going to be stifled, if we being honest. They still are the leaders in action-adventure-exclusive gaming. Yeah. In my opinion, it would have been real bad if Microsoft tried buying Ubisoft to somebody, or even EA. I think it, it could be. My, my thing is, is that I think they're trying to keep their American audience. Because if we want to look at everywhere else, I don't, I, I really see Call of Duty being a big, having that hype here. And it's like, if they stop putting Call of Duty on PlayStation, you lose a lot here. And then, and then another thing is, from Microsoft standpoint, they've been trying to break into the Japanese industry anyway with a lot of their games. They've been trying to get developers to come to Xbox. They've been trying to get a lot more um, deals made with those different companies. By them putting Call of Duty on Nintendo, that's like some cross-branding marketing in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, here's an American franchise. Ah, if that's on the Switch, maybe we could also put our games on the Xbox. Who owns Call of Duty again? Microsoft? Let's go talk to them. To mm -hmm. a way you can try to activate some of those contracts. We finna start deals. seeing Mario Party on Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I would not mind a triple A meant for Xbox and Sony's version of a Mario game. Like, I would like to see what they do. I, I would think it yeah. would just be like those Jackbox games, but they it's Mario. But they switch it to fit those platforms to be the same type of deal. Yeah. So. I think Zelda I mean, would fit nicely again on Xbox. Yeah. We'll at least know EU's, the EU regulators answer by April 25th. They pushed the, dead, they pushed the original deadline out a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll know their answer pretty soon. I I'm just saying, like, listen, I think Microsoft saw all this coming. Like, you just can't, you know, buy a company for like sixty. What is it? It's sixty nine billion, right? Uh, sixty sixty nine point two billion. It's a huge acquisition. It's a huge. He's like, you just can't make a huge acquisition and think that everybody's going to be like, oh, okay, check clear. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and people think it's just Call of Duty. Folks forget, like, wasn't it Candy Crush that acquisition? It's candy, it's one yep. of the, yeah. the biggest Call mobile game out there. Yeah. Like, people think it's just Call of Duty. No, this I company think, make bank. <laughs> I think they're looking at it from, I think the whole thing has just been centered around, like, the console aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of like, if we want to, in Call of Duty is a big console title. But he got a point. Like, if they get Candy, if they get Candy Crush, then that's that's the mobile game gaming franchise right there. Also, also, you got to worry about the trends that are going on. Because are we going to continue to see big console manufacturers buying gaming publishers? Is every gaming publisher essentially going to become a banner? Under a different console. Hey, is that and, is this is this your life's goal now to be a publisher and get bought out by a Nintendo Xbox or something? I mean, that's tech companies when it comes to Amazon, Facebook, and Google. They get bought yeah. out by the big ones and yeah. sell out. That's drink companies now. They buy out all these other companies, and it's just like an umbrella. Exactly. If I remember, Coca Cola makes Simply Life Juice, and that ain't independent. Yeah. Minute Maid yeah. made by PepsiCo or Coca Cola. I, I think remember. Minute Maid is Pepsi. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like we, it, this is what happens. Hey, you make a company, you grow. A bigger company buy you. Listen, if we have learned anything from Disney, the sky is the limit. <laughs> we've <laughs> if we've learned anything from Disney, the sky is the limit. ESPN, sh- Hulu. I mean, well, Fox, Hulu, uh, Star Wars, Marvel. Listen, if anybody should have been stopped, it's Disney. Because who really competing against them now? I think it was I Netflix. I honestly 20th think, century. I feel like yeah. Disney played their cards right. Because when the MCU first started, it was Marvel Entertainment. And they started off with those that Hulk 2008 movie and Iron Man. And you know, the it definitely wasn't the MCU that we saw today. So yes, let's go ahead and buy Marvel Entertainment and we turn it into the MCU. Now if the MCU was the MCU it was today without Disney's influence. That Disney. acquisition would have got blocked. Exactly. Yeah. We would be in the same situation just in the entertainment industry. Yeah. D- Disney's the one who need to be stopped. Because right now, who who competing against them? Lionsgate, 20th Century, and who else? Um, MGM just got bought out by uh, Amazon. They did. Sorry, Amazon catching up, really. Amazon's getting a lot of... Hey, Amazon, Amazon getting them hand me downs and and <laughs> they about they just picked up that uh JJ Abrams and if you don't know who JJ Abrams is he was the director for Star Wars episode 7 and Star Wars episode 9 but he had um a Batman series that was supposed to go on HBO Max but with all the cuts it didn't go through and Amazon just picked that up listen yeah <laughs> Amazon working listen Amazon is working HBO ain't just leaving Amazon in the dust. You got to realize some of that stuff hit. We can talk about how bad Lord of the Rings was, but let's talk about how good it's, the boys, Invincible, and t- their Tom Clancy series are. Hey, they got a new series coming out, The Citadel, with old dude from Eternals and um Joe Jonas's wife. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but that looked good, too. I was mm-hmm. going to check that out. It's called The Citadel. 
Okay. Am they? It's some competition. It's just more competition is better for us as consumers mm-hmm. in comparison to when it's just three big companies. Yeah. Yeah. So, I do I to just bring it back full circle. Do I think that these ten year deals is going to help Microsoft? Um acquire Activision Blizzard or see the deal through. I I want to go back to Ralph's point. I think they need Sony. That I think they need Sony on board. I think they really need Sony. I think they really need Sony on board. Like, yeah, you got Nintendo, but Nintendo is is fine on its own. Like Nintendo really didn't need Call of Duty. NVIDIA, their cloud gaming service, we already talked about cloud gaming. They probably needed that boost. But Nintendo didn't need it. I think they really need Sony to be on board with something for this to go through. Yeah. I mean, even as an Xbox fan, well, in real life, I got all the consoles, so I'm not a, I'm a fan of, all, of gaming, period. Mm-hmm. I don't think they need Activision. And all, what they need to do is just invest in their own exclusives. If they got declined for this deal, it wouldn't affect me anyway. I... I guess expand on why you feel like you don't that they don't need it. Because their purpose in doing this is so that they can have access to the games that already are in that library so they can make them exclusive and be more marketable and to potentially access to those developers. But Microsoft already bought Bethesda. Well, mm-hmm. Zenimax, the parent studio to Bethesda. They got Doom, Elder Scrolls, and everything else. They bought like 14 other studios and that was the one thing they talked about when they had that E3 thing for Xbox Series X. But I guess utilize them. You actually build. Take your time. Build what you got, and make something. I think this just might be a greed thing. I think if I think Microsoft might not need Activision Blizzard, but we already knew like the drama that was going down at Activision Blizzard anyway. And if Microsoft doesn't get it, who does it go to next? And if we want to talk about direct competition, then it's Sony. I mean, if you want to be real. Microsoft already had people on the inside of Activision Blizzard that were near to, I think, CEO level. They they had one of their um, workers that actually came from Microsoft and went to go work for Blizzard. So they already had inside people. Mm-hmm. And all mm-hmm. they needed was a situation, situation here with everything going on with Activision Blizzard. They're like, okay, we got a potential quote-unquote buyer of Microsoft. And they can take it, take take everything over, can make everything look good again. They just made the block hot. Sixty nine billion, though. They lit the block up. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, what what happens when somebody tries to buy Take Two Interactive, and we got to figure out which console Grand Theft Auto gonna be on? Mainly. What happened when Ubisoft get bought, and we got to figure out which console Assassin's Creed and any Tom Clancy game is going to be on? This genre is happening everywhere because I swear we had the same discussion about anime. In the Disney Plus situation. No, it's, it's business. Mm. It's definitely just general business. I get it. But it sucks for us. The consumers, it sucks for us. For the big folk, the rich folks, yeah, shareholders, they win it. Yeah. But we, we lose inevitably. Because what happens, what's your favorite game right now, food? Or game, games, period, franchises? My favorite game franchise. All They would never come back, ever. Okay. Well, let's let's just say you loved Assassin's Creed as much as I did, but you were a PS5 owner. 
when Ubisoft gets bought out by X by Microsoft, guess what? No more. Now you gotta buy both consoles. No more Assassin's Creed for you. Like what about Crash Bandicoot? That was it, what PlayStation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's under Activism Blizzard. Correct. Yep. I forgot. I forgot the exact studio name. Oh yeah, Crash name. Bandicoot was under that. It's some more games that mm-hmm. wasn't. Isn't Spyro in there too? Yep, Spyro's in there. Mm-hmm. World of Warcraft and Overwatch. Ain't Overwatch owned by Activision? I... Or am I wrong on that one? I don't know. I know something was. I know. There. I remember. No, we... Blizzard. No, it was Blizzard owned Overwatch and um World of Warcraft. I which we had. We, a, we used to have a list of everything. Yeah. Activision Blizzard was responsible for. Spyro and Crash Bandicoot were definitely in there. Yeah, I do know those two for sure. It's I just crazy. It's crazy, but I guess we have to wait um till April twenty fifth to find out what's what's gonna happen next. But they fighting for this. They fighting for their lives for this one. <laughs> <laughs> and they fighting hard too. Hey, but to move on to another tech giant, um. Following the lead of Twitter Blue, Meta is dropping Meta Verified. That is what they're calling it. It is a subscription bundle to help you establish and grow your presence on Instagram and Facebook. So basically, paying for the blue check part two. Um, it's only available in Australia and New Zealand for right now. It is $14.99 a month for iOS and Android and only $11.99 a month, Facebook only, on the web. In order to become MetaVerified, you have to meet the minimum requirements, be at least 18 years of age or older, and submit a government ID that matches the name and photo that you have on Facebook and IG. Okay. I don't know if I said it in one of our episodes, but I definitely said it in private conversations. When people get mad at one company and they focus too hard on that one company, they don't realize that every other company in that industry is going to follow suit. Yeah. We had all eyes on Twitter and Elon for weeks, months. And Mark Zuckerberg and everybody so fought and they're going through layoffs and everything else. But we didn't want to talk about them. Now we're going to have to get verified on every single social media app like it's a subscription service. Now, TikTok next. Now here's the, the difference. I'll, TikTok is <laughs> that's on my, that's That's my that's prediction next. that TikTok is next. But Snapchat still exists too. Snapchat. I have something about Snapchat. We're going to talk about this because this was even before <laughs> Twitter Blue that did not get any action at all. His probably died by the wayside. We're going to talk about Snapchat because I want to bring that up too. But the thing that Instagram, I guess the thing that Meta Verified is trying to get a one up on, on Twitter Blue is one, the full verification process that Twitter lacked, Twitter Blue lacked. And what was the other thing is that. If you currently have a blue check on Instagram, you do not have to pay for Meta Verified. So those were the two biggest gripes that I saw coming from the launch of Twitter Blue that Instagram has taken notes of. So Ryan's right. They was paying attention. Yeah. They probably already had it into play. They let Twitter Blue go first and then doubled back and say, okay, we need to do this. We need to fix yeah. this up. <laughs> Meta said, y'all seen, y'all seen what Elon doing? Hell yeah. With that look, that fire, he gonna make some money. Hey, 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 they got mad at this. What they get mad about? 
write that down. Write that. Write that. Write that down. Write that down. Write that with Emergency meeting. Emergency meeting. But but he making that money off of it, right? Yeah, he making that money. He making money. Put put that in bold. Underline. He's two underlines. Making money. Bold. Italicize. Underline. Underline. Make it red. Change the color red. Make the font twenty. Give it a yellow highlight. Hey, listen. Now I think my my gripe is if you're paying if you're paying for the subscription on mobile for Instagram and Facebook, why would you why and plus most people use their phone anyway, so why would they have just a web subscription for just Facebook? When you can access Instagram. I only assume that it's possibly that majority of the Facebook users are using it on the web. I also kind of assumed it could be for companies who may look at it differently. I'm not sure. Well, it's not available for businesses yet. Yeah. Oh. So hmm. business accounts cannot, um, in Australia and New Zealand, business accounts cannot do Meta Verified. So it really has to be a, per- I guess because of the government ID thing, how do you government ID verify that I'm a company? Well, you know, there's ways like when you get your S Corp, C Corp, LLC, but, but and if then they you said, sign on but behalf. Their, but the requirement is that the ID has to match the name and the photo on your profile. Now, that's the one issue because you can say my ID matches the person who can sign off or is the proprietary but, owner of said company. And that's, and yes, that is an issue, but that also doesn't mean that they're not working on it either. Right. They know how to yeah. verify people. They don't know how to verify businesses yet. That's not out. That's, that's not out yet for public knowledge. They probably have an idea, but it's not out for us to know. It's, it's just funny that blue checks already existed. It's just now, now it's, everybody it's, can verify themselves. You don't ba- have to be famous. It's basically what comes with it. Like Ron just yeah. said, blue checks are already out there. What really matters at this point of making paying for a blue check worth it or not is what am I paying for? Like what come what what benefits am I paying for getting this blue check? You know, it's like, like paying a member. It's a like team. paying membership to get into a club. Like, right. why am I paying for this membership card? Oh, because you get this, 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 this. The thing is, I mean, like Twitter did make it a deal. Like they did give you some stuff that made it semi beneficial. But when you understand technology. I ain't been on dating apps in a minute. You know, I'm a, I'm a committed man. But like... Not you put it in even, quotes. No, but you know what I'm saying. We're going to put like that in even slow-mo on, and show it to your girlfriend. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is like, even Tinder, Hinge, and a few others, they have verification. Right. And it was something simple, don't get me wrong, where it's like, oh, you already uploaded your pictures. Now we got to access your camera. It's going to do like the little 3D thing, pose like this. And you get your blue check. So when other people swipe on you, they know you're not a bot. Right. Instagram and Twitter and all of them could have kept it that simple. They got to set the tech, the servers. It would not have cost them much money. They could have easily did that. They're just trying to make a quick buck now. I think Twitter was definitely trying to make a quick buck. Um, oh, Because yeah. for y'all to yeah. not have a verification process at all is crazy. And Instagram could definitely do the same thing. Um, it It also could be possible that they just haven't made it. I won't say made it. Because I think they definitely can do it. I think this may have been just the fastest way for them to get that out. The so, thing is, it's, keep going. 
because I was just saying, like, they already have, like, certain apps already have the technology. You guys know when you're paying with something on your phone and you can just put your card in the little box and it gets all your information and verifies it. That technology already exists. It could be pretty cheap for the fact that everybody has it. So if we wanted to get meta verified out like that, let's throw this in. But but here's the thing, and this is why I feel like people should be more mad at Meta. Twitter, the reason they need, needed it, they didn't have an economy for their content creators. Twitter is almost just as bad as TikTok when it comes to paying their content creators. Mm-hmm. Instagram already had a full set economy. Their ads were very much established. They were good. So Twitter was like, we need something to get some cash flow. Instagram already got cash flow. So that's why I'm, I, I feel paying, like people should be- Both paying for promotions and everything. People get paid off Instagram. Yeah. When it if you do like social media like tier list, it's like YouTube pay you, Meta pay you, Twitter, Snapchat, and all them they down here. I think because they didn't because they soft launched it in Australia and New Zealand, I think this might just be a test, and it could be possible that they might not see any benefits in going forward with Meta Verified based on the data that they get back from this soft launch. And they might just be like, you know what? This wasn't really a good idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like $15 a month is pretty ridiculous. I also think it's ridiculous. To say that you're a real person, it, it makes sense if you're rich and you're wealthy and you want to get opportunities. But then again, people could just call you. But as a regular individual who's just 22, I'm 26. But like as a regular individual, I wouldn't need this. I have not seen anybody like... I've seen a couple people on my TL who have the blue check because they pay for Twitter Blue because, yes, they let you know that this person has to check because they pay for Twitter Blue. I haven't seen any testimony of, um, you know, getting Twitter Blue was the best thing I ever did ever since I got Twitter Blue, blah, blah, blah. So I don't, I'm so popular now, making good money. Right, like, so I don't feel like it's worth paying for a blue check on Instagram. Just be, I mean, if you're if we're following a trend, if you're doing this to follow a trend, I I'm not seeing any benefits from Twitter side. I'm not sure if I'm gonna get any benefits from you. Though you say I'm gonna get some benefits, I'm not completely on board. And then going back to Ralph's thing, fifteen dollars. Honestly, honestly, I don't understand fifteen a year. Fifteen a year $15 a is month. fair. I think, I think Twitter charges what five dollars a month. I think Twitter Blue was $8 a month. Let's say if it's even $5 a month. That's $60 a year. That's a whole video game. Just have a check by your name. Now, what do they say that you get? Um, You can have in your notifications the difference between people who are blue checked and who ain't. And I think you have a higher chance of popping up on somebody's TL. Yeah. yeah. The only thing, the only people that helps is content creators. Think, but if you got big enough, you still don't really need it. I feel like if. Meta Verified had those same benefits. I only see that being worth it if they get rid of this algorithm that randomizes everybody's stuff. This algorithm on Instagram that makes literally zero sense. I think if they get rid of that and then have Meta Verified with the same benefits as Twitter Blue, I it might be worth something at that point. When did Instagram get rid of the chronological timeline? Because I feel like we complained about it for so long and then we just gave up. I can't remember when they did it, but it's... it's that was that was before... Was that before college or in college for us? I don't remember. 
I know it's been a while that something something telling me around like 2017? So like right early in college. Yeah. I I think I want to agree. So it's been like five plus years. Yeah. They ain't never come and give it's us been, giving us that bag. I right now I I don't feel like it's worth it. And yeah. it's it's probably why they have not launched it in the United States. They probably picked two places where they don't have a lot of um activity. Threw it in there, see who would take the bait. Um, look at the data from it, how many people paid for it, how many people paid for it and actually used the benefits. How many people how long did they keep it? Somebody may have kept it for like two days or a week find out it didn't really do anything to their Instagram presence and then stop the subscription. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, bro. If you paying for blue check anything, unless you really trying to get like your platform up off the ground and you trying to become the world's next best content creator, rapper, comedian, or whatever, ain't no point in you paying for these checks. No. There's really no point. Honestly. And once you get famous enough, it's really no point even then because they'll naturally verify you. Mm-hmm. And you're already big. You're making your money. Yeah. Because now what Twitter has done is that people who are verified, verified, like verified off of popularity, get a yellow check and everybody else got blue checks. So at this point, you're really aiming for a yellow check. The blue check is just for fun. Yeah. Blue check is poverty level. Like the ghetto. <laughs> Jim Pop. Didn't they still leave the legacy uh checks as blue? Who? Uh Twitter. I all of the, the legacy checks as blue. All of the accounts that I've seen that are verified because of popularity and um like legitimacy are yellow. And all so of So not just what was it like? Didn't businesses get a different color? So like, what about like what is Beyonce's check versus like okay. MGM Studios? Okay, so I think okay. Now I see I see what Ralph is talking about. I think those are still blue, and you have to okay. click on them to see how they actually got the check. And I think it's businesses that have the yellow check. Right. Okay. I know I've been seeing some blue checks on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) But you have to click on them to find out how they got the blue check. Yeah. But going back to Ryan's point, I think TikTok is next. But I wanted to bring up something fun is that Snapchat actually tried to do this way before Twitter blew. Snapchat did Snapchat Plus, where you pay $3.99 a month. And it notifies you um, if somebody watched your story twice, it would let you know. And it was supposed to have some other type features. They let people do a seven-day free trial of it. And from what I've heard, it was not worth, it wasn't even worth the free trial. Well, that's because people only use Snapchat to have an online messenger at this point. Nobody really uses Snapchat as like their primary platform for enjoyment anymore. But I, I just thought it was funny because I forgot that even happened. Like, why Snapchat? Like, I would understand if it was Twitter Blue, Meta Verified, let's call it TikTok Verified, and Snapchat Plus. And then it was like, okay, you guys are following the tw- trend of Twitter Blue. But for Snapchat to start, start the trend, why? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, if Discord get any bigger, I could see them doing blue checks. Uh, they mean, already they got, got Nitro. They got Nitro. 
Yeah. Oh, you're right. I never used it. Discord already has Nitro, so. But I don't think Snapchat Plus brought enough to to their subscription. No, to I agree. Just be justified. Because I heard about it for like two days and then. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot on it. I, was, I only brought it up because I would not be surprised if they try again taking the notes from Twitter Blue, taking notes from Meta Verified. And then trying to do it again. Because there are still people right. who use Snapchat. True enough. They do. And it's just that this first launch didn't go the way they wanted it to. The few times I check Snapchat, though, it'd be funny. I'd be like, all it is is y'all Instagram stories and your close friend stories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, there's no point in it anymore. Yeah. There's nothing different. Yeah. Mm. I agree. But let's... Join us next time on Are You Paying For It? <laughs> let's see who's the next. So, let's see who's you paying the next. for it? Are you paying for it? I'll pay for it if you pay for it. I'll pay for it if you pay for it. Not this. <laughs> Not this. We'll Not see this. who's next. But our last topic, we're doing another mob reflection. On February 21st, 2023, Avatar The Last Airbender celebrated its 18th anniversary. So we're going to be doing a mob reflection on Avatar The Last Airbender as well as Legend of Korra who is coming up on their their 11th anniversary on April 14th, 2023. So let's get into it. Let's start with initial uh, reactions versus how we feel about it now. Initial reactions of Avatar... I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, did I sit down and watch every episode initially? No. It was it was too many other shows going on at that time. Um, really? I think, yeah. I, I really didn't watch it. Cartoon, like, I was cartoons not, were at, was at its peak. Like, I'm in the boat with Ralph. Yeah. Like, I didn't catch every episode. Like, cartoons was at its peak. Like, I was very much a cartoon network. And then, you know, throw a little bit of XD in there. Um, Ned's Declassified, you might as well throw that in there is what I was watching. Kim Possible, throw that in there. Like I didn't have time to really watch Avatar like that. So I caught the good episodes, yes. But that's funny because I enjoy OG Avatar The Last Airbender more than I do now. Only because back then I was watching it episodically. Like every week I was watching it with my older cousin. Mm-hmm. I still remember when I saw the Fire Lord Ozai versus Aang fight for the first time. I was in my um Nana's bedroom before she, you know, passed away, rest in peace. Like I was watching Avatar every day because I only watched Cartoon Network and the few cartoons I was on Nickelodeon. I did not mm-hmm. like Disney back then. Yeah, it was a good one though. And I mm-hmm. think and I agree with Ryan and I agree with Ralph. Like I didn't catch every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender because it was so much on TV. Going, it was so much on TV. Like if you did not have DVR or on demand, on demand, you listen. It was it was so many shows to keep up with. So I'm in the same boat as Ralph, but I'm also in the same boat as Ryan. Is like I have a greater appreciation for Avatar The Last Airbender now than as a child. Yeah. But and I and I think it's because of the themes of the show. Like, you understand the themes as well as the internal conflicts and the character developments right. of the characters seeing it a bit older. And I and I think that 
and for Avatar The Last Airbender, for, for me, it hits a lot for Legend of Korra. It's like, you can see see yourself in some of these characters. You see some of your younger qualities in these characters. So you connect. For me, I connected a little bit more with these characters as an adult, as I did watching it younger. Right. And I will agree with y'all. It it had a, a more of an impact when I went back and watched it. On um uh, on Netflix, um I want to say like a year or two ago, mm-hmm. it had a deeper deeper impact on me than I did when I was younger. Like I I really enjoyed sat down and watched every episode. Azula taking out Aang when he was trying to go on the Avatar. Hey, stage she number one for me. She no- because nobody <laughs> let me Gro- let me say this. Growing because- up made me growing up made me appreciate her more. Cause it's shoddy, but like, she makes sense. But let me say this though, because nobody wanted when every time Aang got into the Avatar state, it's like, oh, stand back, he's in the Avatar state. Azula said, "Let me show y'all something." <laughs> <laughs> she said, like, "She said, I don't care that you in the Avatar state and at all, instantly, instantly." And that took her number one. But my thing is, is that as a child, when you look at Azula, you like you see her as a villain. You know, oh, why mm-hmm. you shoot down Aang? But as an adult. You, you really, see her you trauma. really see Azula, yeah. and you really see that. Yes, she's a terrible person, but that's some Look of at that. How some, she was raised, right? I was just about to say some of that is not her fault. Zuko is the outlier. Zuko being somewhat nicer and being redeemed is the outlier. That's the surprise. Yeah, it is, yeah. and then you really get into like Katara's survival guilt. You get into Aang's guilt about running away and then being trapped for a hundred years. You get into Sokka trying to be the big brother. You get into Toph, you know, bound, like dealing with who her parents want her to be versus who she actually wants to be. You know, mm-hmm. even with Ty Lee and May, like you, all of these themes you get and you see Iroh a bit more, just not be, him being the comforting uncle. You see a man that's struggling with um like he doesn't want his nephew to turn out as his dad did or you know yeah Yeah, it's a lot it's a lot of different different stories being told within within just this show Mm -hmm. a lot of personalities being being brought and really just moved up to the forefront once you get older watching this show honestly like um and like watching it a second time as an adult, it was just like wow. Like you really, you really appreciate the storytelling, the character development. You know, as a kid, it's like airbending, firebending, earth, water. <laughs> but then you get down to it, and it's like these kids were going through it. It was yeah. a solid cartoon. Yeah, I think that's why I appreciated so much when I was younger because I was before I really, really, really got into anime. Mm-hmm. But it was one of the few cartoons that actually had a legitimate story and plot that continued past three episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And it and it we I appreciated that. Honestly, when it got re big after being on Netflix, I was like, I didn't know all of y'all liked Avatar. Why didn't I have nobody to talk to about this when I was in elementary school watching Avatar? But my my whole thing is <laughs> I, I I feel like it just goes back. To, I feel like maybe everybody has the same reaction that we did now. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like as when it was coming out was 2005, like what we're in middle school, elementary school. I'm not going to walk yeah. up to you in fifth grade and be like, Hey, you want to talk about Azula's trauma? 
I'm not. I'm not. I'm not now, doing now, that. Now we may, but talk, I would be like, may, like, right, like we nah. may talk about how Azula shocked Aang out the air, but like we're not gonna have like a whole like conversation and analysis yeah. of why Azula did that. Like, and I, I don't know. I just in, I don't know. I, I like that it has lived this long though, where you can appreciate it in different parts. Now I'll definitely mm-hmm. get it that give it that. Yeah. Now I talked about I would I would believe would be my favorite part of Avatar. What what are y'all favorite? I got a couple. What, what was what was the moment for you? I got a couple made it, like of OG or Legend of Core included. Of just OG. OG. Of OG. Right just OG right now. I got a couple. One, when Azula stepped on the scene. Like that first scene, just seeing Azula, I was like, "Oh yeah." Um, a Katara learning bloodbending that whole episode, plus the episode after that when she went against her morals and used it anyway when she went on that mission with Zuko. Mm-hmm. Dope. Um, the final fight you have to put the final fight in there with Ozai and Aang. Ozai, yeah. That that was nice, and um, anytime. I hate that they kind of like left off this story. Well, not left off, but they didn't. It like faded out. Anytime Zuko dressed up as the Blue Spirit, that was dope because then they show you know a little bit more of. I'm not a little bit more, but it wasn't just all focus bending. Like, look what he out here doing with these two swords in this mask, like being like full ninja mode. Like, I felt like yeah. any scenes with him was dope too. Yeah. Nice. When I was young. When I was younger, definitely the Fire Lord Ozai fight. Definitely that. And when Zuko and Aang trained with the dragons to um understand the truth of fire. That bending. was a good episode. But, yeah, that was that was a nice episode. But now that I'm older, honestly, I appreciate the beach scene with Azula, Zuko, Ty Lee, and Mai. Are they lemon squeeze? Because Yeah, because you got to see their dynamics and you pretty much learned that Azula's a lost cause. Mm -hmm. Like, for them to, like, really relax, like, there was a lot of deep undertones to that part, which I thoroughly appreciated. Also, was it, am I get? don't let me get the earthbending kingdoms confused. Was it Ba Sing Se who had the underground folks who had the the earthbending with the mask? Like, the fact that the government was being ran from the background like that and then Azula came in and they took it over. I love that um, arc. That whole, yeah. She was a for Azula versus everybody. That's all of my favorite scenes is Azula versus everybody. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I don't think I had a favorite character, to be honest. But when I got older, I messed with Azula. And fi- and um Iroh. Iroh being that cool mentor. I'm trying to show you the right path of peace. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I was like, oh, it's the old and sensei. It- we know what he is. And I love But I- he wise. True. And I love Iroh so much because it wasn't the usual, I'm your mentor, oh, you did a bad thing, I'm turning your back on you trope, like we always see. Mm-hmm. Iroh always loved Zuko. He, when Zuko started going down a wrong path, it was like, there's nothing else that I can teach you if you're going to go down this path. But, you know, once he got on the right track, he was just like, you know, come here, my bo- my boy, family first, come here. And it wasn't like, you know, prove, it wasn't like a prove to me that you're a good person. It wasn't a, oh, I'm about to punish you for the things that you've done. It was like, you know what? You've seen. It was fatherly love. Right. You've seen what I've been trying to teach you. You know, right. come here. Let's do the right thing. And 
and it's it shows that right there just show like that that type of non-parent child relationship or even parent child relationship can exist because if you put it beside Ozai and Zuko or Ozai and Azula is completely different like they're showing you that juxtaposition like this is healthy this is not right and and then take into consideration Iroh was a warmonger mm-hmm. he could have been Fire Lord he was that guy they call what and they call him lost- the dragon of the west like he yeah. had a exactly. whole tagline <laughs> I, and he didn't create lightning was he did he technically create lightning bending or was he just one of the main people who could teach it and share the information behind it i don't know if he made it but i, I think he was the main person to teach it yeah because he yeah. had unlocked that you know you need so to he was one of the water bending he was one of the coldest folks here he lost his son which like you know hurt him and everything joined the white lotus uh the not necessarily the illuminati but the saviors being the background to help everybody Iroh was that guy. Yeah. Iroh was that guy. And it and it really just and and it makes you wonder like what if he was on the throne? You know, who would Ozai be? Who would Iroh be? Who would Azula be? What would the Fire Nation be? What would the Fire Nation be if Iroh was on the throne? If he hadn't lost his son and went through like that whole whatever process he had to go through to become the Iroh that we see in the cartoon, like that makes you it it shows it once again, it shows you those two different paths because here's Ozai sitting on the throne, ruling the kingdom, and here's Iroh who could have had the throne but lost it, and then this is the path that he decided to go down. Mm-hmm. I think Iroh would have been invincible. He kind of is. It's just he has a soft spot for his family. That's the part that we kind of mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. Iroh could have beat Ozai, which is the thing that we got to accept. Yeah. Ozai and Azula combined together, challenge. But him versus Ozai one on one, if he wanted to go hard, he could. He could have dog walked his brother. I think Ozai is just so arrogant. Like he's one of those characters where, like, I rule, and and you see it in Azula more. But he's one of those I rule in fear. I'm up front. I'm you know front line. Like, you're going to feel this pressure. And, you know, having that arrogance, you know, that's where you take a L. This man passed down his crown and gave himself a new title. That's what I'm saying. He said, you're a fire lord. I am the Phoenix King. Yours means nothing. nothing. I am the emperor of everything. I, I ain't gonna lie. His outfit was cold, but I was like, my guy. I'll do it too, but come on now. This, and it, it just added, and just going back to Azula, it just added to her constant need to be accepted, to be seen. Because, you know, she yeah. worked she worked so hard and, you know, she gets this title as Fire Lord and now this title, Fire Lord, means nothing. What's next? Phoenix King. So what do I need to do to be the Phoenix King? And if the only example she has is Ozai, guess what? <laughs> That's gonna be it. Like, everything that she has done up to this point is about to be ten times worse. Exactly. And then the mother's love thing, like, let's not even get into the fact that, like, her mom looked at her like a monster, and then it's like, it affected her, but she was like, well, F you, I'ma do me, like. But that just goes back into more, like, 
trauma because the thing with her mom is that if you read the comic books, like she was only there because she was the daughter, she was the granddaughter of Roku. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason she was there. And they were it's it's kind of like a um the Todoroki family thing. I got you so yeah. we can make the perfect firebenders. And you know, Zuko and he wasn't in off rip, Ozai wasn't fooling with Zuko, so you know, let me take my baby and you know, let him know that he's love. Azula has went under Ozai and like there's really and I I feel like she probably looked at it like there's nothing that I can do. Like right. now that Ozai Ozai has seen her and there's really nothing I can do. If Ozai would have treated them both the same, I think Azula would have been straight. They still would have been traumatized, but I think she would have had a better chance at at redemption. But because Ozai zoned in on her, that just put the start to everything. If Aang never got stuck in the water when trying to run away, you think he would have got hunted down and executed, or he would have stayed a good avatar? I I think he would have got hunted down because look at what they did when he wasn't there. They tore them air temples up. And yeah. with him being 12, him not, he, I would say this, depending on when they showed up, he probably would not have been able to handle them because he only knows air. Now, had they expedited, you know, like the Fire Nation is coming, you need to learn all of these other elements like right now. I still think it would have been a challenge, but I I think he probably just would have did what he did at the end of the series and just manned up and did it. I slick think he would have lost. <laughs> I slick think he would have lost. I I think it just would have depended on the on the support that he had. I think mm-hmm. Aang's Aang overcoming some of his challenges really had a lot to do with the support he had. Katara, Toph, Sokka, right. Zuko. And all of the people that were coming in to help him because he was the last airbender. They hadn't have an avatar in 112 years. These people could have thought they would the avatar was dead. Like that whole avatar cycle stuff was done. And mm. did not know that this boy was trapped in ice. They just thought that the Fire Nation came, the Avatar is gone, we're screwed. And for him mm-hmm. to pop up, I'm the Avatar. The last airbender, you know, the support that you get, the cause that you get rallying behind you. I feel like that really helped them a lot. But I think, and I think it it would have probably had to been bigger if he didn't get end up in the ice. I really just think it had probably would have had to do with the people who was around them. I don't know who would have taught these men the, the other elements. He... You know what? Well, New thought. They, he could have been a been... G. He could have been a G because if everybody that he had teaching him the elements are already inbred with war, he could have been a G. Well, because <laughs> well, you got to think about it this way. Back then, they were still used to having, they were used to having an avatar. Mm-hmm. So they would have already known, like each world, each nation would have already known, we got to train them. The Fire Nation's trying to start war. The White Lotus would have been and already had everything assigned and figured out. Mm-hmm. He would have, he probably would have had a quicker time learning it. I just don't know because he was so scary. Like you talked about the support he got. His support would have been there, but it would have been more of the support from, we're expecting this of you. 
Like you're this okay. is your job. Yeah. You're the avatar. You We've had him at- You gotta do it because that's what you're supposed to do. And I think he would have quit. <laughs> I think he would have got <laughs> I think I don't think he would have quit. I think he would have did it, but I think like how how he develops after that may have been an issue. He may have been like, you know, not the heartwarming, lovable Aang that we know now. He could just be like, you know, stone face, I'm the avatar, you know, I show up and do what I need to do and I get on down. Like this is mm-hmm. how I was taught. This is how I was taught to cope with things. Like my feelings don't matter. I'm the avatar and this is my duty. Right. Yeah. And I agree with that hundred percent because when Katara and them finally we don't know what to do with this kid. You're the what? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is how I water bend, even though I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah. But let's move into Legend of Korra just so this episode doesn't go on a bit too long. Um I like Legend of Korra. I just think it got the short end of the stick. And it's not the series' fault. It's really just Nickelodeon did not think that Legend of Korra was going to blow up like it did in the first season. So when they asked for more, they did not have time to plan all of it out. Like, Avatar The Last Airbender was fully planned out from front to back, perfectly crafted, which is why we had so much praise for Avatar. But then Legend of Korra just didn't get that same love. And I I still appreciate the series, but I definitely think it could have been way better than what it was had it had the same amount of time that Avatar The Last Airbender did in its creation. Despite Legend of Korra not... Despite it not giving it a fair shot, it had the most fire enemies. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. (laughs) I gotta give it that. I appreciated Avatar The Last Airbender a little bit more than Legend of Korra by in many ways, except Legend of Korra had Nazir's flying self, they had Kuvira. They had that water bloodbender dude's brother uh, who was taking folks what's bending. His name? The season one villain was like the the stuff that she had to go against was insane. insane. That's what I'm saying. Legend of Korra, it wasn't given a fair shot, but they showed they butts with them villains. When it came to them villains. Oh, dude who was flying, who finally showed us what everybody thought about. Why don't Arabenders just pull the oxygen out? It really went into more mature Crazy. tones. Like Legend of Korra is like, like at the end of season one, old dude basically commits suicide and kills his brother. Um, season you two, leave that out when we video edit. You're not supposed to say that word, self execute or something. What suicide? Yeah, <laughs> you're not supposed to say that on YouTube at least. Oh, that's fine. We'll get it. We'll catch yeah. it. We'll find it. And he killed himself and his brother. And <laughs> I can't say that neither. <laughs> just keep going. We'll, we'll just keep going. Keep going. We I hit. can't say we that hit. neither. What can I say? Well, well, we're not monetized, so it don't matter. Keep going. Keep going. I was going to say, what can I say? That's what happened. <laughs> if they can show it in the You're cartoon, right. why I can't say it on YouTube? <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Keep but keep I was going. about to say that. I can't really remember. Season two is my least favorite, so I really don't remember too much from season two. But season three, mm-hmm. that Korra versus... Let's, everything leading up to that fight was beautiful. Like, the whole Red Lotus, their whole, like, ideal, 
mm-hmm. and then everybody that they brought in to fight, and then just going back, and then huh, just going to oh, the fight. Oh, dude, lost his girl and learned how to fly. Like mm-hmm. all, all of them being broken out of prison was fire too. Like yeah. all of that was just absolute. It was beautiful, and then Kuvira's season was like. I like that um, the thing that they touch on in the last season is that all of Korra's villains had good ideas. Like, she comes to accept that all of their initial ideas were solid ideas. Like, the stuff that you guys were being villainous about is solid. It's just the way Mm -hmm. that you went about it. Conflicts other people's interests. Right. So you weren't wrong. You weren't 100% wrong. Mm. It was just how you went about solving that problem. Because Amon's idea made sense. Yes, that's his name, Amon. Amon. (laughs) He started taking away folks' powers. And I was like, that's the wrong way. That's the wrong way to do that. (laughs) But, But in terms of making everybody equal so that benders can't have power over you, it makes... But does it it make... I think... I I feel just, but what I, would our listen, what would our government do if during that solstice where everybody thought we was gonna get superpowers and all of us start walking around bend, bending they are gonna figure out how to get rid of it or utilize it for military use one or the other I feel you yeah but his whole thing wasn't you know let's militarize the benders or let's and and I feel him because even if you want to look at like the republic like the council or whatever they was all benders so it was like the government's benders we're benders him being a bender was just you know his whole the folks thing in the underground were benders yeah the folks it, doing bad stuff were benders it was listen i f- i feel him he had a good point it was just the execution there was no point in being a normie if you was a normie your life sucked zahira had a good point it was just the way that he went about it you know Kavira had a good point like you know Korra got handicapped she went missing like we have no avatar so we can't you know depend on Korra coming back and saving the day we got to do something for ourselves but it's just the way that she went about it and she was trying to unite all the nations which to a degree ain't a bad it's concept. not a bad, not a bad she thing. just tried to do it through force if we want to go back to ozai and the whole power complex she tried to do it in a Mm -hmm. way where you know this is rubbing off the wrong way like you forcing me to take these boxes of food is weird because why are you doing (laughs) because why are you doing that but yeah some of my and kuvira kuvira showed that metal benders got them hands I was just about to say that. My <laughs> favorite scenes in LOK and Legend of Korra is definitely, number one is Zaheer versus Korra. That's number one. Number two yeah. is Korra and Kuvira's second fight. When yeah. they fought in that mech giant, that was cold. And after that, any other time you saw Kuvira, when Kuvira was fighting all of Toph kids, all of Toph family on that uh truck, or whatever it was, when mm-hmm. Su Yin had take that metal plate, wrapped it around, and made it armor, I armor? was like, come oh, yeah. on. <laughs> they fighting. Nice. They fighting real. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Legend of Korra had some moments. It had some good moments. It, has it had them moments. villains, bro. It had them, it had them villains, bro. <laughs> the biggest thing I appreciate, one, the villains. We already talked about that. Uh, so I will guess I'll say the second thing that I appreciate about Legend of Korra is Korra's journey. And for me watching Legend of Korra, I saw a lot of myself in Korra's journey because, like, you start out with her being, like, this confrontational arrogant teenager you know i'm the avatar you know don't f with me and but you see you see her go along that journey and that fight against zaheer humbled her so bad i was like that's the moment in everybody's life where you think like you're big shit and the universe like sends you something and pulls you down to your lowest point like you thought your lowest point was having your bending taken away baby he just put you in a wheelchair and she was over here in underground fight clubs. Like she, like he tore her up so bad that she had like she like was depressed. Like she was having a full identity crisis. Like she did not feel adequate enough to be the avatar. She was questioning herself. Like her she was questioning her own self, and I was just like, I feel you on that because I've had times in my life where I've been brought down so low that like I don't feel like I don't feel like myself or I don't mm-hmm. feel like that person that I was, you know, and you try so hard to get back to that person that you were so many years ago, but you can't, you have to move forward. So that episode in season four, where she had to sit down with Zaheer and like push past all that trauma to come back as herself. And I was like, yeah, you have to keep moving forward. There is no moving right. back. You can't go back to the core you was before. You can't do the same things that you did before. Like if you're gonna if you're going to be the avatar, you're going to have to be the avatar and see this through. Right. Like I don't know. I, I still got one question. Who the heck is Tom's baby dad? Ralph asks this every time. We talk I'm about every time. I don't care. He asks this I'm, last look, time. Listen, <laughs> listen, bro. Listen, bro. Zuko proves they gonna show it in the movie. I, they gonna show it Zuko, in the movie. <laughs> they gonna Zuko, have to. I mean, not Zuko. Um, Sokka proved that being a funny guy can get you the baddest shawties. Hey, I'm listen. just gonna assume that Sokka just broke, just hey, knocked them ankles loose. He got the jokes. He got he got the jokes. He not that cute girl, but he make me laugh. <laughs> there we go. Like Sokka, Sokka got the baddest baddies in every season, bro. Come on now, Suki. Suki. Uh, Suki, Suki, the, the, Suki, that, that the was water Suki. princess. Come on, bro. the water princess was cute, but Suki, that's the box. Here's the present. Here's the bow. And, and then Ty Lee called him cute Ty Lee in thought, one episode. Ty Lee thought he was cute. Yeah. Come on now, listen. Sok, Sokka, Sokka. So, what what the young kids say? He had Riz. Sokka had Riz. Oh, please. There he go. <laughs> Taking another word from social media and trying to make it his own. <laughs> I, I, I gave hey. I gave Nate credit and they be saying R I V. They tried they tried to they tried to recreate Sokka in Bolan for Legend of Korra, but Bolan didn't hit as hard as Sokka for me. Love Bolan, Bolan ain't but have he didn't hit as hard as Sokka. He ain't have the juice, bro. He got um, what you call it? Opal. She's cute. She was straight. Yeah. <laughs> she was good. She was solid. Yeah, 
but yeah. She ain't no Suki or no Tylee or Water she, Prince. Hey, Suki, <laughs> Suki, Suki is the GOAT. That prison scene where she ran up that wall and flipped through them rails and got behind that water and tied them up. I was like, look, they don't call yeah. her the Kiyoshi Warrior for nothing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, man. But let's go ahead and shut this down because we are touching an hour and 50 minutes. Jesus. Yeah, we got carried away. We got, but, but got it's all in good fun. for Banger. Hey, Sorry. it's all in good fun. It is all in good fun. So make sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've been taking some breaks, putting us on pause, uh, take going to the bathroom, eating a snack or something, and then coming back and listening to the rest of this episode. But this was some good conversation. Or if you was watching it on your phone, feel free to watch it while in the bathroom. Take your time. They do it. They do it now. Just wash your hands after. Wash your hands yeah. after. Please. Don't put that bacteria on your phone. Wipe it down for Clorox wipes. Yeah, know? make sure yeah. you just take the proper procedures to clean your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, for the end of season three, I want to thank you both, Ryan and Ralph, for joining me on another episode of the Blurred Mob Podcast. I want to thank you all whether you're listening or watching, for tuning in, whether this is your first time or your 50th time listening, the watches and listens are already always appreciated. For everybody who is participating in the Cartoon Network tournament, spreading the word, interacting with us, coming to the lives, thank you. It is appreciated. I'm very excited for this tournament, and I can't wait um, till we get to the end. Um, and with that being said, go ahead and lead us out, Ralph. All right, and I would also like to thank all of our affiliates. Right, right stuff anime. Make sure you get your manga, Funko Pops, movies, etc. There. Make sure you get your top tier Funko Pops from Entertainment Earth, just like Ryan, so you can be like him and be like. Me. Don't want to be like me because only I want. We gonna get you up there. He right here. He right here. I got. I got Miles. Why are you taking? I, the, are you gonna take? You gonna take all of yours out the box? Yeah, so it, I got a plan, but okay. let, me, let me get back to rapping. Let me let me get back to wrapping it up. But yes, make sure you guys check out our affiliate links. Make sure you continue to support us, share us with your friends, your family members, and pretty much anybody that you be around. But make sure you guys follow us on our socials at Instagram at the Blurred Mob Pod. Make sure you guys follow us on Facebook, and TikTok at the Blurred Mob Podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at the Blurred Mob. And with that being said. Out. Peace. Hands up. If you love him, where you at? Stand 10 toes down. Shout out. Ain't no looking. Ain't no looking, man. You can let them haters hate. When they answer where I'm smiling, I just tell them life's great.